Hello, and welcome to a more perfect podcast. Today, we are going to be returning to the red menacing hand of China and their role in one of the greatest spyware feats in internet history. The most popular app in the world, surpassing Instagram, Facebook, Amazon Prime Video, the Xbox app, Snapchat, anything you can ever think of, this app has more downloads. It's called TikTok. You might have heard of it. Everybody has. Everybody's talking about it. And chances are, the people that you've seen today, they have it on their phones. TikTok is one of the gravest security threats that we face as a nation. And that is precisely why the Trump administration is moving towards a ban. Potentially a total blockage, a total firewall of this app ever being downloaded and ever being used again inside of the United States. This is big stuff. A Chinese company known as ByteDance owns the app called TikTok. What you should know about Chinese companies is that there is no data privacy rules in China. The Chinese government can literally go up to any company inside of their borders, say, give me your information, I want to know X, Y, and Z about your customer base or anything. And by Chinese law, the company has to surrender anything, anything that the Chinese government asks for. So let's just say you're scrolling along one day and the Chinese government says, I want all of the information about TikTok users from Alabama. And so they take that information and they use it to target Alabama with fake ads about Joe Biden and then malicious information about Donald Trump, driving divisions to the point that there's rioting or about something else, maybe fake information about another George Floyd type incident. That would be really bad and China could potentially do it with all of the information that we surrender to TikTok because they can literally request, again, anything they want to, even if their servers are off of China's borders, even if TikTok is run by, quote-unquote, an American CEO, they're still owned by a Chinese company, and thus the Chinese company would still have to surrender it. No matter where the information is, no matter who heads that subunit of TikTok, no matter if the TikTok app is quote-unquote separate from the Chinese version, it doesn't matter. It's all owned by ByteDance, the company that once again is a Chinese company and that once again owns TikTok completely in its entirety from the beginning. It was Chinese. You see, in the beginning, we had our own thing. It was called Musical.ly. You might remember it from a few years ago. And all of a sudden, it kind of mysteriously disappeared and TikTok suddenly rose. Well, the reason why is ByteDance bought Musical.ly and merged it with the TikTok base, with the TikTok subscriber base, you could say, and thus created the largest app the world has ever seen. When they did that, however, they ran into an ancient foe. The Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States, or CFAS, as I'll call them, 
was created in 1975 under the presidency of Gerald Ford. Its job is to basically oversee big foreign investments into the United States, as the name suggests. It was originally created to investigate the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, or OPEC's, hand in the United States. All the way back in 1975, China actually didn't go through Cephas, and that was a big boo-boo on their part. When ByteDance bought Musical.ly for around $1 billion, that was back in November of 2017. In August of 2018, TikTok finally executed its merge with Musical.ly without clearance from Cephas. Cue the Trump administration. The Trump administration came in with this act called FIRMA, or the Foreign Investment Risk Review Modernization Act of 2018. We'll just call it FIRMA. The reasoning behind FIRMA was based on concerns that, quote, the national security landscape has shifted in recent years, and so has the nature of the investments that pose the greatest potential risk to national security, and thus FIRMA. FIRMA really powered up Cephas in a few different key ways by explicitly including for review certain real estate transactions, so say the Chinese bought land, in close proximity to a military installation or U.S. government facility, or any property of national security sensitivities, think CIA, and any non-controlling investment in certain U.S. businesses involved in critical technology, critical infrastructure, or, and this next part is very important to the TikTok ban, collecting sensitive personal data on U.S. citizens, any change in foreign investor rights, transactions in which a foreign government has a direct or indirect interest, and any transaction or arrangement designed to evade CFIS. This was one of those transactions. They basically tried to skimp around CFIS here. It's not going to work out so well for them, especially because they're collecting sensitive personal data on U.S. citizens, namely their IP, their location, and a bunch of other data. I mean, just read the privacy policy. Chuck Schumer and Tom Cotton even wrote a letter about it because they were so concerned, calling for a review on the great data sharing that TikTok was using to potentially compromise the American public. Of course, it never made news because that would mean the Republicans and the Democrats actually worked together on something for the American people. But, you know, that's none of my business. So anyways, FIRMA was signed into law on August 13th, 2018, and it became effective on November 11th, 2018. Now, to understand the rest of our timeline here, you actually have to understand another application on the Apple App Store, because this is going to make what comes next in 2019 a lot clearer. And so, now we're going to move on. So, you have November 11th, 2018. That's when Firma became active. Now you're going to move into 2019. So in 2019, this app called Grinder reaches the attention of Cephas. So this is when the Committee for Foreign Investments in the United States literally tore away the ownership of 
an app called Grinder, which is a gay dating app from the Chinese firm Kunlun. The reason they did this is because they wanted to potentially stop massive amounts of blackmail from reaching the Chinese. Just think about it. You have a gay or maybe LGBT official inside of the Pentagon. They have their partner and they're sending intimate messages back and forth with them. The Chinese potentially intercept some of those messages, find out that one of them works at the CIA, one of them works at the Pentagon, and then they can blackmail them into giving them information or will leak everything and will tell your employer and will tell your family and will tell every everybody that you know will ruin your life. It's called blackmail. It's not pretty. With that information, they could potentially wreak havoc on our national security. It's not far-fetched. The Chinese hate us. We're in another Cold War. I'm not kidding. However, due to Donald Trump signing that law, FIRMA protected the LGBTQ population inside of the United States, potentially from a huge Chinese blackmail attack. All the sources to that crazy little anecdote will be in the link below, as always. It's a pay spin link. I've talked about it before. You just click on it, copy the link, and you can read everything that I've read to do this episode. I always make my sources public. At least I'm trying to do that for the foreseeable future. So anyways, the whole grinder situation, that comes from Washington Post and the Associated Press, respectively. All of that happened back in, back in March of 2019, and the Washington Post wrote its article on it on April 3rd, 2019. Now we're moving later into 2019. November 1st, the investigation into TikTok, the central core component of Trump's anti-China policy in this sector, that TikTok investigation is launched by Cephas. December 18th, 2019, the United States Navy bans TikTok from ever being used in any of the Navy. They threaten all of their personnel that they'll be cut off from the Navy's Wi-Fi network and not allowed to use the internet at all if they use TikTok. That's how you know it's serious. July 6th, 2020, Mike Pompeo touts banning TikTok for the first time in one of his interviews. A few days ago, Senator Rick Scott from Florida, this is actually on Wednesday, urged the Senate to pass Senator Josh Hawley's Republican, he was a Republican from Missouri, his bill banning the use of TikTok on government devices due to the app's direct ties again to communist China. Rick Scott co-sponsored this legislation with the senator from Missouri, and they introduced that bill back in March. But, you know, by that time, I told you about the banning in the Navy. But TikTok has also been banned in the State Department, the Department of Homeland Security, the Defense Department, and TSA, which I believe is the airport security. All of those agencies have banned TikTok from being used in their workplaces. It's a big risk. They're taking it very seriously, and you should too. Because remember, this isn't the last time or the first time that China is going to try and steal our information. There's countless, countless stories that I'll probably cover in the future. 
another one and pertinent instance of China stealing our data is actually when they stole our coronavirus data and we were subject to Chinese cyber attacks in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic. That's right, the Chinese were hacking us while we were going through the worst of COVID. Enemy nations sought to kick us while we were down to steal America's research in the crash effort to develop vaccines and treatments for the coronavirus. You know, why work hard? We can just steal it from America. Frickin' scumbags. It's disgusting. Disgusting stuff. But such is the nature of a Cold War. To wrap things up, that's everything we know about the TikTok ban in the United States. My view on it is that we have to protect our nation's security. We have to protect ourselves from the Chinese communist threat. They're huge, they're big, and they're really, really bad. We've got to hit them and remove everything that they have inside of our borders before it's too late, before they actually do decide to go all the way and mount some crazy psycho attack. Because that's exactly the nature of the Cold War that we're in. We don't really play games here. You can't play games with a nation as evil and as despicable as China. Yes, this was kind of a stopgap episode. I'm tired of huge gaps between my episodes, so this episode was kind of sore. It's my effort to cease the gap in between my bigger episodes. I have a huge episode on COVID coming and another huge episode on the riots coming that followed the George Floyd killing that I talked about in the last episode. If you haven't heard that, you'd seriously do yourself well to check it out. It's very, very informative and I worked very hard on it. With all that being said though, I hope that you're well, I hope that you're safe, and always remember, have a more perfect day.